Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's always an honor and privilege to be able to minister on this Girlfriend's uh, Pray platform. Um, and just excited about a new month, a new opportunity. Um, excited to share this word of God with you on today. I want to look at Jonah, the book of Jonah. I want to uh, take you there, Jonah. And I really just want to read uh, one verse. I have one focus, very practical, portable, and applicable this morning. And I hope it will be a blessing to you. Jonah, the first chapter and the 15th verse says, So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea um, ceased from raging. They picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. I have one point that I really want to make this morning, and I'm going to hurry to that point. Um, some of you may be familiar with the story. Some of you may not be familiar with the story. Jonah was a prophet of God that God told to go to a place called Nineveh and to preach uh, a message of repentance to the people. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh, so Jonah, he decided to be disobedient, and he went the opposite direction to a place called Tarshish. The text says that he jumps on the boat, he pays a fare, jumps on the boat. He's going to this place called Tarshish. Because of his disobedience, verse 4 says, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Now, here he is. He's being disobedient. He's going in the opposite direction of what God has told him to do. He's on this ship with all of these other people, and all of a sudden, this storm comes out on the ocean. There's a storm on the ocean. Everybody's in danger. The ship is about to be broken up. Everybody's afraid, and they are at risk, that they're in this storm, and everybody's in danger. The ship is about to be broken up, could potentially lose their lives. They're afraid. Everybody's at risk. When you read in the text, it talks about they try to lighten the load and throw some things off, but it doesn't work because they fail to pinpoint the precise problem. Finally, Jonah comes to them and tells them, throw me off the boat. It's my fault that you're in the storm. It's my fault that you're going through this. But if you want to survive, throw me off the boat. Watch this. They, uh, they ignore his request. 
they ignore what he says, and the text says that they tried to roll even harder, that they were still trying to navigate through the storm while simultaneously holding on to something that they really needed to let go of. They had to be willing in order for there to be peace, in order for there to be calm, in order for them uh, to, to, to be able to make it, they had to be willing to let go of something. This is the only point I want to make, and we're going to look at a couple of categories, that in order for their boat to stay afloat, in order for them to stay afloat, they had to throw Jonah off the boat. That's all I want to tell you. Very practical. And in order for them to stay afloat, they had to throw Jonah off the boat. They tried to lighten the load off some cargo. It was not working. They finally get to the revelation and get to the point that this storm and this we're in danger and we're at risk and all of these things are taking place because of Jonah. And even when they knew that, they still tried to navigate and move forward, and it was not working. And they finally got to the revelation. They finally got to the revelation and the realization that if we're going to make it, we got to be willing to let go of something. That if we're going to stay afloat, we got to throw Jonah off the boat. The reality is, y'all, we are in the midst of a storm right now. That there is a pandemic. We are in the midst of a crisis. When you start talking about this disease, everybody has been infected or affected in some type of way. And in order for you to stay afloat, watch this, you have to throw Jonah off the boat. In order for you to continue to navigate through these waters, in order for your, your ship not to be broken up, in order for you to sustain and maintain, in order for you to make it, you are going to be have to, you're going to have to be willing to let go of some things. That there's some things that you have to get rid of if you are going to stay afloat. Now, 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 you have to pinpoint what your Jonah is, right? I told you before that they started throwing off cargo, they started throwing things off the boat, but they were still in the midst of a storm because they failed to pinpoint the precise problem. They didn't identify the real issue, that they were making moves, making decisions that were not the issue at all. And this is what you have to do. You have to pinpoint your Jonah. You have to pinpoint the thing that's threatening you. You have to pinpoint the thing that's endangering you. You have to pinpoint the thing that perhaps you need to let go of, you need to get rid of in order for your boat to stay afloat. Now, this can break down to any area and aspect of your life. You could be talking about physically. What do you need to do in order for your boat to stay afloat physically? Um, we've coined this this phrase, uh, the quarantine 15, right? It's like when you go to college, they talk about the freshman 15. We've coined this phrase, the quarantine 15. And I know a lot of people are trying to put themselves in a position not to put on the quarantine 15, that you're working working from home um, and, and really eating is just recreational at this point. Um, but, but, but for some of us, in order for your boat to stay afloat 
physically, what do you need to do, right? In order for your boat to stay afloat physically, mentally, and emotionally, some of us may be perhaps in a position where we're about to lose our mind, where we're about to go crazy. We've been cooped up in the house and stuck, and our mental and our emotional health uh, may be struggling. What do you need to do in order for that boat to stay afloat mentally and emotionally, what are the things you need to do? What's the Jonah that needs to get off your boat? What are the things that you need to do during this season to help your boat stay afloat financially in order for your boat to stay afloat? right? (laughs) What do you need to do? What's the Jonah that you need to throw off in order for you to survive? right? We're in a season where unemployment is up and finances and money may be funny, and we have to put ourselves in positions to be super strategic with the money we have, and we got to make sure that we are making decisions that will help our boat to stay afloat because the reality is you do not want to sink. You do not want your ship to sink. You don't want to go down in the midst of this storm because there were some things that you failed to pinpoint some things you failed to get off your boat that will help you stay afloat. You, so look, we, some, some of us, we got to start making some hard decisions, right? We got to start making some hard decisions. You might not be able to pay the line more, man. You might have to get out there and cut it yourself, right? You <laughs> might have to cut back on cable and just get Netflix and the Wi-Fi. Come on. But th- there's some decisions. There's some decisions you got to make. Beauty salons, barbershops, closed anyway. You got to go back to the old days. Put that hot comb on the stove and go ahead and get to pressing it out, right? There's some decisions you got to make. Practical practical decisions you got to make because Jonah got to go. Jonah has got to get off this boat. We're talking about mental and emotional health. I had somebody tell me the other day, said, Pastor Duncan, you know, I'm not going to lie, but in the midst of everything that's going on, I found myself uh, drinking every single day. And they said, I was not drinking to be casual. I was drinking to cope. And, And for the last week, they said, man, I put it down. I feel so much better. I can think so much clearer. You know, I have so much more energy. Uh, and I realize and recognize <laughs> that that bottle was my Jonah. And in order for me to stay afloat mentally and emotionally, man, I had to throw Jonah off the boat because Jonah was about to compound my problem. <laughs> Jonah was about to take me under. Jonah was making things worse for me. And I had to pinpoint the issue, and it had to go. And, y'all, ah, more than anything, more than anything, I want you to be able to come out of this crisis. I want you to be able to come out, as Marvin Sapp would say, stronger, wiser, and better, that I don't want you to drown. I don't want you to go under. I don't want your ship to be broken up. But in order for you to sustain and maintain, in order for you to survive, in order for you to stay alive, in order for you to stay afloat, you have to throw Jonah off your boat. I believe in being real raw and relevant. I believe in being practical, portable, and applicable. This just can't be an opportunity for us to gather and pray, and then we hang up and we go about our day without allowing this word to become flesh. So, y'all, even after the call, 
you, I, I pray, I pray to God that you will get out old school pen and paper, and you will start to pinpoint the areas of trouble in your life. You will start to pinpoint the things that have taken place over the course of the last month. You will start to, to pinpoint your threats and your weaknesses. Come on, SWAT. You will start to pinpoint your threats and your weaknesses. You will start to pinpoint the bad habits or the things that are threatening your ship, the things that are threatening your ship physically. Come on. I know all of us are on the road to quarantine 15. Come on, we got to make some we got to make some adjustments. Jonah might be sugar. Jonah might be soda. It might be bread and pasta. It might be processed foods. I don't know what your Jonah is. But physically, right? In order for Jonah might be the couch. You might have to throw your mask on and go ahead and just go for a walk around your neighborhood, right, <laughs> physically in order for your boat to stay afloat. Because what we don't want to do, we don't want to compound the problem, right? You don't want your problems to start giving birth to other problems because you refuse to put Jonah off your ship. So physically, mentally, emotionally, come on, spiritually, come on, across the board, financially, whatever you need to do to make it, whatever you need to do to survive, you have to get yourself in a position that not only can you pinpoint the Jonah, but you have to have the courage to throw it off of your boat. You're in danger. You are going to sink. You are going to drown. You are not going to live. This is a critical moment in your life, and you got to make some tough decisions and some hard decisions. You have to, this is the term they've used, you got to determine what's essential and what's non-essential. What will be essential to your growth and your development physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and what's non-essential? And the Bible says faith without works is dead. You have to put it into practice that God says that, hey, I'm willing to do my part, but you have to be willing to do your part. In order for, your, in order for you to stay afloat, you've got to put Jonah off the boat. Come on, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. You've given us the gift of yet another day, given us the gift of yet another month, and we are grateful and thankful for the opportunity to see it, and not only to see it, but to seize it. Father God, I pray that you allow us to seize it with every ounce of strength that we have with every fiber of our being, that you will allow us to seize this day and seize this moment, Father God, and seize the opportunity that you have placed before us. Lord, we worship and magnify and glorify your holy and righteous name because you are God. Besides, there is none other. You sit high, you look low. Father God, you watch over the affairs of men and women. And Father God, we're grateful. We're grateful for your sovereignty. 
We're grateful for your omniscience. We're grateful for your omnipotent. Lord, we're grateful that you have not fallen asleep at the wheel, but you are still on the throne, that you are still in control. Father God, we thank you that you have the final say, that no matter what we're going through and dealing with and battling with, Father God, that you have the final say. Father God, and we look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith, asking you, Father God, that you will have your way in the midst of our lives, that you will have your way in the midst of this land, that you will have your way in the midst of this world. Father God, we look to you, Father God, because you are the vaccine. You can heal this world. You can heal this land. And Lord, we pray that you will lose your healing power. We pray, Father God, that you will move according to your spirit and your will. Father God, I pray that you will even search the hearts and the minds of everybody that is on this call. See what they stand in the need of and supply it according to their riches and glory. Father God, I pray that you will give them discernment so that they can decide. Lord, I pray that you will help them to see what's essential and what's non-essential. Father God, I pray that in the midst of the storm, you will help them to pinpoint the Jonah, Father God, that you will help them to pinpoint the very thing that's threatening their physical ship, their emotional ship, their mental ship, their financial ship, Father God, their spiritual ship. And Father God, once it's pinpointed, I pray that you will give them the power, Father God, to throw it off the boat in order for them to stay afloat. Father God, I pray that you give them the strength and the courage to throw it off the boat. We know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that the enemy, Father God, goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We know that the enemy is even strategic in this season, Father God, trying to set up habits that will hinder us and hurt us and not help us, Father God. Lord, we pray that you will give us discernment. We pray, Father God, that we will not compound the problems in our life, but, Father God, that we will be practical and making decisions that will help us and not hinder us. Lord, have your way. Move in the midst of our life. Father, at every prayer request, spoken and unspoken, we pray that you will begin to, to minister and to move according to your will. We lift up Sister Kim, Father God, and all the needs that she has, Father God. We thank you for being a healer. We thank you for being a cop that's still moving according to your power. Lord, we pray that you will loose your presence and allow your power to fall, and you will do what only you can do in the midst of the situation. Lord, we look unto you. We pray that you have your way. We love you today, and we honor you. It is in the mighty, the marvelous, the matchless, miracle-working, magnificent name of Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen. Amen.